This text in 1 Corinthians 16 is going to be our main text, but I'm going to read some other scriptures here uh, as we get started, and then we'll look at this in just a minute. Um, the Bible tells us in 2 Timothy 3.1, that in the last days, perilous times shall come. Uh, this is to be expected, okay, Christians? This is what we are expecting to happen before Jesus comes again, right? I believe Jesus is coming soon, don't you? Amen, okay? And uh, in such times, we are called to stand up and to stand out as Bible-believing Christians like never before. We're not called to blend in. We're not called to go along with the flow. We are called to be a light in the darkness. And honestly, you know, I, I don't know what tomorrow may bring, um, let alone what we may face in years to come. But this I know. I know that God is on the throne, amen? amen? And I know that he is very much in control of all the things that are happening in this world, in this country, and even specifically in each of our lives. And you know what? His plan for me has not changed. In fact, I think in all this craziness and all this mess that we have seen going on around us, it just confirms in, in my mind even more so that in these dark days in which we live, the high calling of the born-again believer is even more vital and more crucial than it has ever been before in our lifetimes. Yeah. Let me read to you just a few scriptures before we look at these, this text in, in Corinthians. In Matthew chapter number 5, verse 14 and to 16, it says, Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. And then you look also at uh, 2 Corinthians chapter number 4 and verse number 6. And it says here, for God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our hearts. For what purpose? Well, he says, to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Notice in both of these texts of Scripture that we as believers, we are not only called to be a shining light in a dark world, but we are literally commanded to give the light and to let our light so shine before men. Okay, so we, we're not called, folks, to blend in, right? We're not called to go with the flow of society, with our politically correct society, but we are called to stand up and to stand out for the cause of Jesus Christ. And I'll tell you truly, I think that the reality is that the Lord has entrusted us with both the privilege and the responsibility to live in this place and at this specific time in history for such a time as this. Amen. You may say, well, preacher, it might be a responsibility, but I definitely don't see how you can call it a privilege. <laughs> well, it's a privilege because you know what, friend? The light has the greatest opportunity to shine the brightest and to shine the farthest at the darkest of times and in the darkest of places. 
And so I dare say that you Christians are going to be given the opportunity to shine like no generation of Christians has ever had a chance to shine before in America. So may the Lord enable us not to hide it under a bushel, but may he enable us to let it so shine before men that they may see our good works, that they may see our good testimony and glorify God. May the testimony of Christ, the testimony of Jesus in us, be so brilliant, be so bright, that men around us cannot help but be drawn to the Savior, Jesus Christ, because they see Jesus in us, in this dark world in which we live. And so tonight, I want us to read in our text here, Paul's final instructions to the Corinthians. And I want us to notice from these verses how we are to be the light that the Lord desires for us to be in this ever-darkening world. Notice what he's, he, he says here as he gives instructions to the church of Corinth and in his farewell here in the chapter 6 of 1 Corinthians, verse 13 and 14. Watch ye, stand fast in the faith, quit you like men, be strong, let all your things be done with charity. Now these are really simple instructions, but they're very powerful, very potent. Now I think if we take them to heart, we'll realize that this is going to lay out for us exactly how we are to shine forth in this dark day. I notice as I look at this text, the first thing that I see here is if I'm going to shine forth in a dark world, I've got to be a man of carefulness. Notice the very first phrase in these verses is, watch ye, watch ye. Listen, Christians, if, if we're going to let our light so shine before men, we're going to have to be careful. We're going to have to be watchful. We're going to have to be sober and vigilant because we've got an adversary that would like to devour us and he would like to he would like to extinguish the light he hates the light and he wants to do anything he can to keep us from shining forth for christ if he can get us to cover it with a bushel he'll do so if he can extinguish it he'll do so he will ruin our lives, he will ruin our families, he will ruin our testimonies if we are not ever so careful and watchful. So we've got to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. We must be ever watchful so that we make sure that nothing hinders or hampers our light from brightly shining forth in this dark world. So guard your heart, Christian. And guard your testimony because it's it seems that there is nothing so hindering to the light of Christ in a Christian's life than that of being careless and falling into sin or into Satan's snares be on guard you know how many times I've met somebody and they say well I don't want to be a Christian I don't want to be a Christian because and Brother Chad, you probably know where I'm going with this. I don't want to be a Christian because this church does this. Or I don't want to be a Christian because this preacher did this to me and I didn't like it. Or this Christian lived in that way. And granted, some people just get offended at everything, okay? You can't do anything with them. But a lot of times, the fault is in ourselves. 
because we've not guarded our, our testimony. We've not been careful. We've not been vigilant. We've not been watchful. Listen, I'll tell you what, folks. The devil loves darkness. And he'll do anything he can to cover your life. And if he can get you to trip up into sin and to trip up into failure in the Christian life, he's going to do it because he doesn't want you to shine forth before men. You've got to be watchful. You've got to be sober. You've got to be vigilant because your adversary wants nothing more than to devour you and destroy you and keep you from shining forth for God. So if I'm going to be... If I'm going to shine forth for Christ on a dark day, I'm going to be a man of carefulness. But I notice also here that if I'm going to shine forth for Christ, I'm also going to be a man of commitment. Notice that he tells us next that we are to stand fast. I think this phrase causes us to think of a couple things, but first of all, it, thinks, it causes me to think of commitment. I remind you that standing fast involves commitment. It involves dedication if we're going to be standing fast. Listen, friend, you will not accidentally stand fast, right? You will not accidentally shine forth for Christ. To stand and to shine involves us being faithful and committed and living, living a life that honors and glorifies Jesus Christ. And a Christian that won't consistently stand for Christ. And a light that won't consistently shine for the Lord is of little or no value. You see, folks, we're not called to sit on the job, but we are called to stand fast. Amen. We're not called to sometimes shine, but to be shining. Amen. To ever be a light in this dark world. Let the lower lights be shining, right? You think about those lighthouses. And boy, back in the day, they, they would do everything they could to keep that light shining forth. For fear that some, some vessel would come through and, and make shipwreck on the rocks. Listen, Christian, you are a lighthouse for Christ. And listen, when your light goes out. When your light's covered under a bushel because you refuse to stand fast and be consistent in your Christian testimony, there's someone around you that's going to make shipwreck and land in hell because your light didn't shine forth. Oh, may God help us to shine forth in this dark day by being a man or a woman of carefulness, by being a man or a woman of commitment as well. I notice also here, if I'm going to shine forth, I'm going to be a man of conviction. That phrase, to stand fast, also tells me that I'm going to have to have some convictions about the position where I'm standing. And listen, Christian, if you and I are going to be effective in this dark world, if we're going to be effective light in the midst of darkness then we can't be like a reed driven in the wind. But instead, listen, the world must look at us and they've got to see an individual who has the conviction to take an uncompromising stand upon the word of God. Amen. Amen. Who will not budge? 
because they have determined to stand fast on the word of God. And will not budge because they have determined to stand fast upon the Lord. And as Brother Jude writes in Jude 1.3, uh, you've determined to earnestly contend for the faith Amen. which was once delivered unto the saints. You see, listen, folks, the world is constantly changing. We know that just by watching everything that's going on. It is constantly changing. But one thing you know as well is it is progressively getting worse, isn't it? It's not hard to see that. It's constantly changing. It's progressively getting worse. But listen, if my light will so shine before men, then I must be seen as unmovable in the midst of a moving generation of men. They may move further and further away from God, but I've got to be seen as the unmovable fixture in their life because I'm found standing firm upon the word of God. For listen, Christian, if God's word is settled in heaven, as the Bible tells us it is, then so also we Christians ought to be seen uh, unwavering in our stand because our footing is sure and secure on the very word of God. You see, if God's word doesn't change, I shouldn't either, amen? And listen, if, if God's word doesn't compromise, neither should I, amen? My light will so shine, I'm going to be a man of conviction. I'm going to determine that I'm going to just stand upon the word of God and what God says is right. I mean, you think about that just for a minute now. How many Christians or so-called Christians do you know nowadays who call themselves Christians? They don't look like Christians. Even preachers that I know, they call themselves Christians. And yet they don't look like Christians. They look just like the world. They look like darkness is what they look like, yeah, don't they? That's good. Why? They have no more convictions anymore. They really don't have a stand. They waver wherever the people want. Whatever is most convenient at the moment. That's not going to help anybody. Listen, if we're going to be a light a help to those around us. If we're going to be a light in a dark world, we're going to have to be seen with some convictions in our lives. We're standing fast on the word of God that others might look to us as an unmovable force because we stand fast upon God's holy word. So if I'll, so, if I'll shine forth, I'm going to be a man of conviction. Notice also I'm going to be a man of consecration. Paul says that we are to stand fast, how? In the faith, right? Now the Bible tells us four times, the just shall live by faith. Or in Habakkuk it says the just shall live by his faith. Amen. So if I am to let my light so shine, that I'm going to need to live out of a life of faith. Amen. We're living in days today where we're going to be needing to live out a life of faith. Amen? Amen. And when others look at me, they ought not to see a man that lives according to his own will. They ought not to look at me and see a man that lives according to the ways of the world. Okay? Or the, the ways of society. But they ought to see in me a man who is a consecrated Christian. Amen? Yeah. I should be seen as a man or... If you're a woman here tonight, as a woman that seeks to be holy because he is holy. 
because my faith compels me to do so. And others ought to see in me a man who is consecrated to follow in the steps of my dear Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. They ought to also see an individual whose steps and whose life's path is ordered by his faith in Jesus Christ. Listen, folks, that's what others ought to see in you. They ought to say, you know what? That man is following Jesus. That woman is following Jesus. They are living a consecrated life. You know what? In this day and age, it's so sad. It seems there is no consecration anymore. There is no holiness anymore. People don't care whether the way they live is pleasing to God or not. They call themselves Christians and they look and live like the world and they don't care about anything. Amen. And how in the world would we expect the world out there to want what we've got if we don't have anything to show for it, Christians? We're no different if we're not consecrated. Your light's not shining if you're not consecrated. God wants us to shine forth. And if we're going to shine forth, we're going to have to live consecrated Christian lives. What about it? Will you be a man or a woman of consecration? Listen, folks, think about this for a minute. Compromise with the world will not draw men to Christ. It draws men to the world, doesn't it? But consecration to Christ will draw men to Christ. May we be seen following him by faith, consecrated to our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. So if I'm going to shine forth, I've got to be a man of carefulness, a man of commitment, a man of conviction and a man of consecration. I notice also here that I'm going to be a man of character. Verse 13, the next phrase, he says, Quit you like men. Amen. So this conveys that if I let my light shine bright, I've got to be a mature Christian of character and integrity. You see, I can't expect... Uh, uh, foolishness and silliness out of immature children, right? But Paul tells us, grow up. <laughs> Act like a man, amen? Don't be immature and childish, but be a mature Christian of character and integrity. <laughs> As I think of that, I'm reminded of both Daniel and Joseph. And both of these were young men physically. And had they been childish in the midst of their awful circumstances, the truth is that their light would have been unseen, wouldn't it? But instead, what do we find in these young men? Instead, we find these young men both by their mature and godly character, letting their light so shine in the midst of a perverse generation, in the midst of a perverse and wicked society, and shining Rightly in that dark place where God had allowed them to dwell at that time. They were not overcome by their circumstances. But instead we find that they were victorious even in the darkest of places. Because they were mature, godly men of character and integrity. So listen Christian, be a man. 
and shine forth in the midst of this darkness. Be a man of character. This phrase also tells me I need to be a man of courage. It says, quit you like men. This carries the idea of being courageous. Be a man, right? Listen, folks, we don't need a bunch of cream puff Christians, amen? We got a whole lot of that today. A lot of cream puff Christianity. We don't need that. Our politically correct culture demands that we cowardly as Christians sit down and shut up. That's what they want from us. Used to be that the, the homosexuals would, would lock up and they'd say they're still in the closet. But now they want the Christians to lock up and get in the closet. They demand that we quietly go along with their godless and wicked agenda. But you know what? That's not shining in darkness, is it? When we shut up and sit down cowardly, we are just we are just going along with the darkness. We are just blending in with the darkness. And if we will so shine before men, then we've got to be willing, Christians. Nobody's going to force you. We've got to be willing to courageously take a stand for Christ in the midst of a dark day, in the midst of a perverse generation. Be a David, amen? Even when there's that giant Goliath standing before him, he came into the camp with all the Israelites trembling in their, in their tents, and he said, hey, listen, is there not a cause? Is God not on our side, Christian? Is there not a cause? And he went forth to slay the giant, did he not? Or maybe you could be an Esther. She said, for such a time as this, she was brought to the kingdom. Would it seem in the midst of a godless kingdom with a wicked man named Haman that wanted to kill all those who believed in God. Esther was brought at the right time to the right place for such a time as this. And you know what she said courageously? She said, and if I perish, I perish. She courageously, she boldly, she stood up and she said, I'm going to let my light shine. Amen. And I'm going to just take a courageous stand in the midst of this darkness. I'm reminded also of our brother Caleb, who even after waiting till he was 80 years old, that whole other generation, they couldn't, they couldn't go in. But Caleb got the blessing of still being able to go in because of his faith. And as they got ready to go in and possess that promised land, he said, Joshua, he said, I want my mountain. Give me my mountain and don't just give me anyone. I want the one that's covered with all those Anakims. I want all those giants all over it because I'm going to go in and I'm going to do a work for God. I want to let my light shine before men. I want to see, I want a testimony in my life for Christ. Man. Listen, hey, we've got a mountain Christians before us. We've got a great opportunity for God to use us in a great way in this day for such a time as this. Won't we courageously stand up and say, praise God, I'm no longer under a bushel. I'm going to let my light shine forth. Amen. We're going to let our light shine forth. We're going to be a man of courage. I've got just two more things and we'll be done tonight. I notice also if I'm going to be a, let my light shine forth, I've got to be a man of a Christ-like spirit. 
Verse number 13 says, Watch ye, stand fast in the faith, quit you like men. Be strong. Be strong. Listen, folks, more than ever, we need to be a people who are strong in spirit. More than ever. Don't be faint-hearted. Be strong in spirit. Listen, God's on your side. I'm on the winning side, amen? Be strong in spirit. Just like Christ. Nothing could move him as he marched toward the cross. Because listen, friend, he was there for one purpose. And that was to fulfill the will of God the Father. And so he proclaimed on the way to the crucifixion, not my will, but thine be done. And he courageously and boldly went forth to an old rugged cross to die for you and me. Brother Paul also had such a strong spirit. He proclaimed in Acts 20, verse 24, but none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy. And in Philippians 3, 8, he proclaimed, I count it all but dumb that I might win Christ. Amen. Listen, folks, if our light will brightly shine forth, we must be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. We must be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Amen. Oh, may the Lord enable us not to be faint hearted. Amen but to be strong in the spirit like our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and like Brother Paul, who could go through almost any affliction imaginable and come out the other side brushing the stones off, off his shoulders, right? Yes, amen. Wringing out the clothing after the next shipwreck, right? And saying, hey, I've got to work to go on. Hey, listen, I'm going to count it all but dumb that I just might go on and, and do something for Christ. I press toward the mark. Amen. Amen. Oh, may we be a man or a woman of such a spirit like that, strong in spirit. For that's what it's going to take if we're going to let our light shine forth in this dark day. So notice here tonight, if we're going to let our light so shine in this dark day, we've got to be a man of carefulness. A man of commitment, a man of conviction, and a man of consecration, a man of character, and a man of courage. He's going to be a man of a Christ-like spirit. And lastly, I see we've got to be a man of charity. Verse 14, Paul says, Let all your things be done with charity. Listen, folks, if our lights will shine before men, you know what? We've got to speak the truth, but we've got to not just speak the truth. We've got to do it in love, right? Amen. Being mean or angry or nasty. You know what? Our flesh is real prone to what we see going on in our country saying, you know what? I want to fight this thing out, man. Amen. I don't want to put up with this anymore. This is stupid. I want to do something about this. But listen, that's not what, the way God's called us to fight this thing. God wants us to speak the truth in love. Amen. Being nasty or mean or angry. You know what? That never won anybody to Jesus Christ, did it? 
If our words and our works will have any power, it must be done in love and in kindness. Then it's not find excuses to justify mean, hateful, ungodly, or nasty behavior. Even that verse that we looked at when we started, it said, let, uh, it said that we would let our light so shine before men that what? They would see your good works and glorify God. And so let's not excuse or justify mean, nasty, or ungodly, or hateful behavior. For Paul says, let all things, all things be done with charity. All things, all the time. Listen, folks, one of the greatest opportunities you have to shine for Jesus, think about this now, is to love those and be kind to those who despitefully use you and persecute you. Is that not true? Now, listen, anybody can be kind and show love to someone who is kind and loving to them. That's not hard at all. That's not hard in the least bit. Even the lost man does that. But when you are kind and loving toward those who are unkind towards you or even persecute you, you know what? That's when the light of Christ really shines through your life. Just like Paul and Silas when they were in that jail, right? That jailer had his part and all that went on in their life during that time. They were beaten and thrust into the innermost prison. He was out there guarding the door, making sure they couldn't get out. And yet when God freed them from their bonds and opened those prison doors and loosened those shackles, they jumped in immediately and said, no, don't take your life. Because even then they wanted to show the love of God to this, this Philippian jailer and his whole family came to Christ. I remember in the story of Corrie ten Boom when she talks about being in the prison camp in Nazi Germany with her sister. She's really struggled with having a right spirit. And there was a time when they were being served food and it was, I mean, it was just like water, the soup they were giving, it was almost nothing. And it was, it was, when you hear and read about it, it was, it was like dirty dishwater almost. And as the guard, guard passed it out, her sister looked the guard in the face and said, thank you. Corey said, how in the world could you say thank you for that? But Corey Ten Boom's sister wanted to demonstrate a Christ-like spirit before that individual. You know what, folks? It doesn't, it doesn't help anybody for you to be nasty in your circumstances. It doesn't help anybody for you to be bitter or angry. All that does is drive people from Christ. Amen. We need to demonstrate something that they don't have. The lost world can be bitter and angry and mean and nasty. They need to look at us and see that despite what you throw at us... <laughs> You know what? We're going to love you anyways. Yeah. We're going to be kind to you anyways. We're going to continue to speak the truth, but we're going to continue to do so in love. Amen. Right. Oh, truly, Jesus is seen in us when we are loving and kind towards even those who make themselves their enemies against us. May God give us the strength to be Christ-like in this area, to be a man or woman of charity that others may see Jesus in us, our light may shine before men. Listen, folks, as we've looked at these things tonight, you know what? We live in some dark days. We've seen what's going on in our country, and it's not getting any better, right? It's only gotten worse. 
And you know what? I don't expect it to get better because the Bible tells us that it won't. It tells us it's going to get worse and worse, right? But as we see ourselves living in a day that's getting darker and darker and darker spiritually, might we look at it and realize that God has put us here for such a time as this? And might we see this as a great, great opportunity for us as Christians, because the light is enabled to shine the brightest in the darkest of places and during the darkest of times. Oh, may God help us. May God help us that we may make our light so shine before men that they may see Jesus in us and glorify God because of the testimony of Jesus Christ in you and in me. Let us now pray. Brother